Well, hey there, quick pause before we dive into today's episode. I've got something special for you. If you're in the AEC industry and your online marketing feels a bit hit or miss, it's time for a change. How about transforming your sporadic efforts into a consistent strategy that actually attracts the right clients? I'm Lindsay Divin, and I'm thrilled to bring back my immensely popular masterclass, Three Effective Strategies to Boost Your AEC Firm's Online Presence. This isn't just another tutorial. It's a clear, simple path to making your firm's expertise the talk of the town without extra overwhelm. And did I mention it's free to register? Just head over to marketerstakeflight.com forward slash boost, B-O-O-S-T, and save your seat for the next viewing. Stop missing out and start mastering your online presence. Again, that's marketerstakeflight.com forward slash boost, and I'll see you there. Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Divin, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Well, hey there, marketers. Welcome back. I'm Lindsay Divin, and I am your co-pilot on this journey to help you fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. And one of the most common questions I get from marketing professionals is how to find RFPs or potential projects before they are advertised. You know, you might hear repeatedly that we must do our capture planning or our firm positioning before the project is advertised. Because once it's advertised, you usually can't talk to the client. But what is not discussed enough is how to find out about those projects before they get advertised and that cone of silence begins. And since I have very recently presented on this topic twice to different organizations, I thought it would resonate with you, my podcast listeners. So why not? So in today's episode, I'm going to share some ways to find projects before they advertise and stay with me until the end of this episode to get a research template freebie. Okay, so let's get started. Like many things in marketing and business development, it starts with a strategy. Specifically to find upcoming potential work, I like to start with three areas. The first area are your markets. Look at your markets. This can be your actual geography. So the cities or counties or states that your firm either is working in already or would like to work in, as well as the industries. So are you working in education, healthcare, entertainment, hospitality? So you can look at markets two ways, the actual physical geography of where you're located and the industries you're already working in. Then the next step is to take a look at your current clients. Do some research on who you're working with now, because oftentimes to find future projects, starting with who you're working with now, knowing who those clients are, understanding what types of work you're doing for them now will oftentimes help identify future work or projects that you are, that you could be current, that you could do with them 
or other types of projects or services they may need, um, which really helps with like cross-selling if your firm provides multiple services. So starting with your current clients, really dig into what you're doing for them now and what their needs may be in the future, knowing, you know, hopefully you have a good relationship with them. So you kind of know where they're going in the future. So that was the second place to look. So far we've had markets and current clients. Then you want to look at potential clients. Once you know your current markets and your current clients, take a look at both of those lists and identify common characteristics of both those markets and clients and your current clients. Knowing what these characteristics are will help you identify other similar types of potential clients to pursue who may have similar types of projects that you're already working on. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's say you provide, you work in the healthcare um, industry, but not just healthcare. Maybe you design physicians' offices for physician associate groups that have three to four offices in suburbs. That's pretty specific. And it's really, when you get that specific, it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, let me look for other physician associates groups in other suburban areas. Maybe let's start with the next suburban over from us or, or the next one over from our office or two over from our office, two counties or suburbs or whatever your geographic market is. So when you know your current clients and the current markets you're, you're in, it makes it a lot easier to then say, okay, well, what are other clients that meet these characteristics to start pursuing? So I gave you a healthcare example. Let me give you another example, education. And not maybe, maybe you do typical K through 12 um, public, but maybe you also do charter schools or private schools or parochial schools. And maybe you focus on high schools, parochial high schools that have football stadiums. And so you can then target where some of the growth is in those areas, you know, where people are moving or where there's a lot of kids that are, you know, going to need a school. So you can kind of see where your other potential clients are going to be. So the key is look at your markets, look at your current clients, come up with those common characteristics and write them down. Write them down and then hopefully you'll start to see some potential clients that emerge. And all of this information is going to be used in the next step. So this whole this whole thing I just talked about was the first step, this strategy, because you got to kind of know where to start looking. Then the next step is to gather intelligence about each market, each current client, and each potential client you've listed. And this phase involves talking to various people and conducting research. You'll want to talk to your existing clients. Hopefully that's a no-brainer. Potential new clients. So all those that kind of meet those characteristics, you'll want to find out what they are, who they are, and start um, talking to them. Asking teaming partners, um, this is often overlooked, but you know our projects are so collaborative. They include so many different disciplines, and each discipline has their own network and their own intelligence gathering 
that they do. Um, when I was in Orlando, there was um, I had a friend of mine. He worked for a geotech firm, and he was the B, the business development for a geotech firm. He knew about every single project in Central Florida, and so a lot of times when I would hear an inkling about a project, I would call him up, and he would confirm it or didn't you know or say eh, it's not really real. Um, and so, and I didn't work for a geotech firm. I worked for an architecture firm. So you know, re- asking your teaming partners is just so underutilized. And then broaden the team, you know, in your thought process and teaming partners to also include your end users or other client vendors or suppliers. So let me give you another example. The firm I used to work for, we did um, aviation hangers. We designed aviation hangers. And so a key vendor was the actual aviation um, hanger door manufacturer, if you can imagine, these doors open up so an airplane can go through it. So they're huge and they're custom manufactured for the specific hangers. And there's only a couple of manufacturers in the world. And so they knew every hanger that was going to be built or either clients that needed a new hanger and they just didn't know it. So look at those key client vendors or suppliers that you might not even work with, but they have intelligence about clients and potential clients, existing clients, potential new clients, asking teaming partners, asking end users or other client vendors or suppliers. You'll want to ask them, you know, how their service, you know, how they perceive the service they're getting now, what they are not getting, what's on the horizon, et cetera, et cetera. And to help you, I've put together an entire list of intelligence gathering questions for you to help you with this stage um, to find these projects. So to get that freebie, visit marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 52, and there'll be a little download button and you can grab the freebie. Now, another place you can look for intelligence gathering are subscription services like IMS or Onvia or Dodge Analytics. I don't necessarily like these services to just, you know, wait for RFPs to respond to. I don't like to use those services like that, but they do oftentimes provide previous procurement history, CIP, or other types of capital plans. And, you know, so once you get your clients and your potential clients listed, you can maybe see if those are, they're on those services and you can see their previous procurement um, activity, like who has been selected, what their procurement process includes, how are their selection committees organized, or who's on the selection committees or the decision makers. And you might be able to find this research, you know, get this type of information from those services. So those services do have a place. Um, I just don't like to subscribe to them and then just blindly respond to an RFP that is advertised on them. That is not what I'm talking about. So we talked about intelligence gathering. Another research technique you may have heard is to follow the money. I heard this a lot, it's particularly because we worked in a lot of private sector work. And you you might have heard it too, follow the money. But what does that exactly mean? I would like to expand it to say, follow the money and demand. If you know where the demand is, then the mo- the money will follow. So let me give you an example so you can kind of picture what I'm talking about. I used to work for a firm that had did K through 12 work, K through 12 education work, schools. And as many of you guys know, I used to live in Orlando 
And we moved from downtown Orlando to a brand new master plan community called Lake Nona. Um, And that area of Orlando at that time, this was back in 2013, was growing rapidly. It still is growing rapidly. But back then, I could like visibly see it around me. New housing developments. They were just finishing the VA hospital. Um, There was several major employer um, headquarters being constructed and being announced. So knowing this, I really told our education team, like, we need to be focusing on this area because people are moving to that area that was previously just cow fields. And when people start moving to an area, next comes schools, roads, fire stations, you know, all the support and infrastructure that comes with when people move to an area. And these are all the projects that many of our firms work on. So no doubt we lived there for about four years. Um, There was at least two elementary schools that opened. A middle school was opening right as we left. um, And there were several preschools being built. And then there was also plans for a new high school, a private Catholic school, and a charter school, I think was in design when we left. So never mind then the countless office and commercial projects that were in progress. And then there was future wide uh, roadway widening project. So you can see that this one area of town, and it wasn't a very big area, could serve many of our firm's markets. So some things that you as a leader can watch for as part of your market research are, where are people moving to? Where are major employers moving to? What large developments or communities are being presented to elected officials for approvals? And what large infrastructure projects are in planning, design, and construction? And even if your firm doesn't do infrastructure, you should watch where these are. Because as soon as like a new highway interchange or a train station comes to an area where there wasn't one, there will be development around it. Now you might be thinking... But Lindsay, where do I find this information? And it will definitely vary depending on your markets and your client types. But some tools I've used to find this information or keep track of the, you know, our current and potential clients has been the local business journals. There's usually a business journal for every city or county or metro area, city or county commission agendas. Comprehensive plans, community redevelopment plans. Again, this will vary depending on what state you are in and how, like I'm in Florida, so everything is public. That might not be the case for your um, municipalities. Capital improvement plans, ballot initiatives. So that's a lot. And you may be feeling a little bit overwhelmed. How are you supposed to read every business journal or every city commission agenda? Well, you're not. Again, This goes back to that first step about starting with strategy. You won't be able to track or even find this information for every city, county, state. Therefore, it's so imperative that you start with that list of existing and potential clients and start with those first. Okay, so this was a very high-level introduction to market research, but some ways I've used and my business development teams have used to find those projects before they were advertised. The key is to start with a list of targeted markets or clients and start talking to people in those markets or who serve those markets. Getting out there and gathering intelligence really is the best way in my opinion. And to help you with those conversations, I've put together an intelligence gathering template and it's yours for free. Just visit marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 52, the show notes page, 
to get the freebie. So now it's your turn. What are some ways that you have found out about a project before it was advertised? Go ahead over to the show notes page and leave me a comment. As a reminder, that show notes page is marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 52. And let me know if you found out about a project other than one of the ways I've talked about in today's episode. I would love to hear other ideas and you would be helping others by sharing your knowledge. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please share it with your marketing friends. I'm a firm believer that as our individual skills improve, it helps the entire industry grow. All right. That's it for me today. Until next time, bye for now.